Hello, fellow geeks. Welcome to another episode of Stolen Fate from Level 1 Geek. As usual, we have Chase as our long-suffering game master, M as the tireless crunk, Katie as the tinkering gingham, and Tori, that's me, as the adventurous Jack. This is the audio version of our actual play video series, which you can watch over at youtube.com slash level1geek. Now, let's roll! Welcome back, fellow geeks. We're going to jump back into Stolen Fate. When we last left off, you guys were walking through the portal of the Silent Hag, was the portal you decided to step through, because that is the card that you want to pursue. With you guys stepping through the portal, that's going to officially start Chapter 2 of this story, which is called Scattered Stories. So, you guys step through this portal, and... The Harrowcourt behind you disappears in the blink of an eye, and suddenly around you is wilderness. Most notably, you are on some sort of ancient-looking stone path. It is kind of overgrown. It's very worn-down-looking. It looks forgotten by time. does not look like a very frequently used road. You can see off in the distance mountains, and around you is a little bit of a forest. Not like deep, thick woodlands, but... There are trees and vegetations around. You guys, as you step through the portal, feel just the slightest of pulls hugging you towards this path that you can see in front of you. It feels special. It feels significant. I know you guys did some checks last time as you were looking through the portal. Uh, I think it was Gingham who recognized that this area is Ayubaria. Nope. Was it Jack? <laughs> Perhaps Brunk? you would like to uh, think again. I might have a body this size, but I have a brain to fit. Excellent. Krunk is the one who identified it. So, Krunk, as you step through, this does look like Ayabaria. You can tell from the mountains off in the distance. Maybe you've been to Bervoy, maybe you've seen paintings, but definitely Ayabaria. But this specific location, you don't recognize. So, what are you guys doing? I didn't know the Mwangi Expanse had mountains now. All right, and Gingham crit failed. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Let me assure you, little friend, this is not the Mwangi Expanse. I have spent considerable time in Mwangi, and this is not it. This is oh. Iobaria. We're on the edge of Bravoy. Well, wherever we are, we're here to find a card. Quite right. Jack pulls out his rapier, his two rapiers. And we'll start walking down the path. Can I make a perception check, Chase? Yes, you can. Go ahead and roll me one. Doesn't have to be blind. Just do it. Oh, the power you have given me. <laughs> okay, 31. All right, 31. As you look around and as you start on this path, at first you don't see anything uh, of note. Uh, it just looks like what I described. Nothing super special. It doesn't seem like there's anything around currently. Are there all of the normal nature sounds you would expect? Yes. Okay. It does feel like you are indeed on Galerion, as you would expect. Nothing feels off at the moment. Okay. Well, I don't see anything weird or hear anything weird. Seems safe for the moment. Most excellent, Jack. If you have guaranteed our safety, then I will trust it with my life. What should we do next? How do we go about finding this card? Well, first of all, I just want to make it clear. I've guaranteed nothing. That's true. He didn't say I guarantee. Especially not safety. 
I think you have figured out by now, Crunk, that safety is almost never guaranteed if you're hanging out with me. <laughs> well, luckily I can handle whatever problems come our way. His eyes are on Gingham, who has spoken against him for Jack's thoughts. Well then, what are our first steps? I suppose down this path, do you guys feel that? That little like, tugging. Yeah. I... Yes. The urge for violence is upon me. Oh. No, no. The other pull. Ah, <laughs> to the guard. <laughs> That's what I was talking about, of course. Yeah. Right. Well, this way we go. Maybe I should scout ahead. That seems unnecessary, Jack. What if you run into troubles when you are alone? Well, my plan will be to not be spotted by the troubles. Crunk, you and I have discussed this. You aren't the quietest person. Right. Uh, my apologies. Why don't you at least take Gingham with you? Be quiet. How much could a little sack of straw really be? Not much. Exactly. Perhaps you two could bond more. How far is this? So I I know what we're seeing on the map, Chase. I see there's like a tree line up ahead. Is this map roughly to scale? Like, are we about, I don't know, 100 feet or so from the tree line? Mm, Yeah, you guys are a couple miles from the tree line. Oh, okay. So more than 100 feet. Yeah, this map's not to scale. This is like a panned out map. Understood. What about Mm -hmm. these totems I see on the map? Can we see this first one yet? Or... This out here? Yes. This weird stone thing. Okay. As far as you guys see, this is just the path and wilderness is all you see currently. Okay. How about we march down this path together? And if we see anything in the distance that seems worth checking out, I'll go do that quietly for us. As you wish. Is there a reason why you didn't want to go sneaking ahead with Gingham? Jack does not have a good reason. Tori's reason is, I didn't realize we didn't see anything ahead. So if it's just an empty path, then it seems kind of, it seems less uh, important. (laughs) It's just a slow turn of blank orange eyes staring up. Jack Jack will look at both of you and just turn and start walking down the path instead of answering the question. Excellent. So you are stealthing ahead then, Jack? I guess if we're going to decide, like, exploration activities, is that kind of yeah, what uh-huh. mode we're going into? Yeah, okay, we are definitely in exploration mode currently. Then, sure. Mechanically, I will go ahead and stealth stealthily scout ahead. All right, awesome. And what about you, Crunk and Gingham? I will allow Gingham to answer first. I would like to be on the lookout. All right, so you go and roll me a perception. Jack, if you're stealthing ahead, go and roll me a stealth. And Crunk, what about you? Hmm. Most of the exploration activities requires half speed. I don't feel like Crunk wants to slow everybody down to do any of the ones that are normally his thing. Well, isn't Jack going half speed? Oh, if... just kidding. I think I have a thing that lets me go full speed. Oh, you've just got the quick sneak. I might. I'm sorry. I might interrupted you for no reason. Wow, Tori. Wow. <laughs> So is Gingham going to be on Crunk's shoulders, keep an eye out, and Crunk's just going to hoof it? If Crunk will let Gingham be there. If not, then Gingham will be walking in between. Crunk has been established as a pack horse. He will carry Gingham. Hmm. I would like to use a hero point, because that was a trash roll. 
So uh, Jack is doing an exploration of sneak ahead. So doing a stealth. Gingham is keeping in the lookout, so perception. And then if you're just legging it full speed, then no check for you. Okay, no check for me. Cool. All right. That's a 31 for me. A 31 stealth. Awesome. All right. I'm just going to keep your perception from before, Jack. So 31's all around. Funny enough. That's funny. I'm using a hero point. I would, because 23 is not what I, not the vibe. Okay. It is a success. So if you don't want to use a hero point. Uh, Okay. Then no, I, I don't. What a nice GM. Yeah. so nice. Speaking of hero points, you guys can all take one for the start of the session. Woohoo! I'm I had full. none, and now I have one. All right. So, Jack, you're stealthing ahead. Gingham, you're keeping an eye out. Jack, as you scout ahead, you're ahead of everybody else just by a little bit. The wilderness starts to break into open plains for a moment as you guys get about, get about this point on the path. And Crunk and Gingham, you're not too far behind Jack. These open plains quickly become less open, and there's just lots of little bits of rock formations jutting out from the ground. That block line of sight, block view, just all over the place. Crunk, with your previous check, you now recognize the region of Ayabaria that you're in. You've heard of this. It's the Stone Teeth Plains, which is in southwestern Ayabaria. So it gives you your bearings a little bit more. You don't know anything else. Uh, Iobaria is generally not a super safe place as it is because it's not very civilized, but this isn't like any kind of like super scary place compared to other areas of Iobaria. And Jack, as you're stealthing ahead, you will hear this first. You will start hearing the sudden thundering of what sounds like a lot of hooves coming your direction. Some kind of stampede. I mean, you're going to take cover behind something as you're stealthing ahead, I imagine. From, coming from which direction? Like farther down the path it's to the side? From, uh, yeah, from up ahead. Not, okay. not directly on the path. It kind of sounds like it's coming from maybe like the northeast. But the direction the we're headed generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and they are getting closer. Um. Yeah, I'll take cover. Can Crunk and Gingham see me or am I far enough ahead that they maybe don't? Uh, did you want them to be able to see you? If it's possible, yeah, I, I, I would like sure. to give them a hand signal, basically, which is just going to look like Jack frantically waving them back and then taking cover and hoping that they get the message. All right. You guys notice Jack giving some sort of hand signal and then Gingham, you hear this thundering shortly after the hand signal. What do you guys do? Gingham waves back. <laughs> All right. That's it. No, Krunk is going to get off the path quickly. And also kind of angle to see if he can get closer towards Jack, just in case Jack gets caught. Okay, excellent. Are you trying to hide as well, Crunk? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and make me a stealth. I'm untrained. (laughs) Now, while Crunk is rolling this Jack, these are going to go thundering past you first, and they don't seem to notice you. This is what the majority of them look like. Ooh. Ooh. Why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and describe it, Jack, since you're scouting ahead? Yes, this is easy enough. They appear to be cool centaur rangers or something. This particular one has a, a big shield and a sword on their back, her back, and then a bunch of, I don't know, javelins or something strapped to her horsey hindquarters. They look like they're scouts or maybe some kind of military group or something like that. 
Yeah, spot on. They all are wearing the same uniform, so it does appear like they're in some kind of clan or something together. Similar weaponry, similar armor, and notably, all of them appear to be female and with red hair. All right, Craig, what was your stealth? A 10. A 10. (laughs) All right, so Jack, these centaurs go thundering straight past you you can see that they are heading right towards Krunk. They clearly see Krunk as he tried to get off the path. And Krunk, these approach you quickly. As they approach, they start galloping in very wide circles around you, and you're very quickly surrounded. Jack, you're on the outside of the circle, hidden. Krunk and Gingham, you're in the center of the circle. What are you guys going to do? Really quick, as they passed, could I possibly make a knowledge check? Do they have any sort of symbols or anything that I could try to recognize? Go ahead and roll me a society. Okay. Do you want it blind? Yeah, that would be good. Give me a blind check. I like that. It's question mark. This hmm. is the result. <laughs> okay, excellent. That's because I get to see the result. I know, I know. Yeah, so you don't recognize this specific clan. They do appear to be a clan of centaur from their uniforms. And you've heard of some centaur clans being hostile towards non-centaurs. Some are not. They are more commonly hostile than not, though, from what you've heard about them. Mm, Okay. I will temporarily stay put. And I want to stay hidden, but I'm going to try and get to an angle where I could, I don't know, maybe go stab somebody if i have to actually how many are there yeah that's a good question so as they finish thundering past you it looks like there's maybe a good 10 to 12 of them wow okay yeah i'll just stay hidden and i want to try to get a little closer but i'm gonna wait for a moment and just see how this whole thing unfolds slash what crunk and gingham do i would like to use a really dumb feat right now okay it's called harmless doll where i can use stealth and look like a doll. Just on, is this the Andy's coming? Crunk. Yeah, <laughs> this is one hundred percent Andy's coming. Go limp. I love it. Yeah, go ahead and roll it. The fainting goat feet. Yeah, yeah, that's Gingham. Oh my goodness. Stealth. Yeah, I would like to use your point. That's only twenty-two. Okay. <laughs> I will Andy successfully. Andy's coming. <laughs> this is a big moment for Gingham. Uh, 29. 29. 29 is noted. All right. So, Crunk, they're thundering yes. around you, 10 to 12 of them. Now, they're not, like, charging right at you, but they draw some javelins from their side holsters, and they do have them generally pointed in your direction as they gallop circles around you. How are you responding? Uh, Crunk is used to being met with aggression, unfortunately. So he will stand calmly, passively. He's got his shield out, but his arm is lowered. He's not acting like aggressive. He doesn't have his weapon out. He regards them respectfully, nods to any that make eye contact, and clears his throat. It is I, Krunk. Uh, You might have heard of me. Yeah, roll diplomacy. I think I do it with performance. Oh, you have like a feat for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because of my background, I uh-huh. am famous, actually. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Here we go. This is a plus four. T- oh, did you see it on the nat 20? Did you see it sitting so there? And close. then it was like, haha. And it flipped to 28. Yep. All right. 28. They eventually, so as you introduce yourself, they stop their galloping. 
and they they form a circle around you, right? All of them are now facing directly towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them raise shields. They hold javelins above their head. It's not like they're going to throw them, but they have them in like a ready position. Sure. And then one of them in the center draws a sword and comes slowly galloping towards you. She looks like this. She's okay. got a very long red braid. And she has the sword just gestured down to the side. And as she approaches, she speaks to you, but it's in a language that you don't understand. And then she uh, tilts her head for a moment. And Jack, off in the distance, why don't you roll a, a perception? Okay. That's quite oh, yeah, good. 38. Yeah, so you're a little ways away, but you hear her speak because they all stop their their stomping and it gets kind of quiet. You can hear that she directs at Krunk. Hail, Traveler, do you speak the tongue of the elves? I do know Elvish. Oh, do you? Wait yeah. a minute. El- the this party is sheet lied to me. That's funny. I don't know Elvish. Ah, the party sheet's apparently telling me incorrectly. Swapped. I hear a language I don't understand. Yes, <laughs> you swap that around. Okay, so Grunk, you do understand it. Okay, I will quickly and flawlessly transition into Elvish. Yes, I do understand this fine language. A pleasure to meet someone else who speaks this tongue. I'll be the decider of that. What brings a lone traveler out on the ancient road? Destiny. She kind of looks back at the other centaurs, a bunch of them smile, and she kind of chuckles as well. Destiny brings you to a dangerous place to be alone. I'm not alone. I brought my dolly with me. <laughs> she raises an eyebrow. I suppose we all have our comforts. It's a powerful artifact, let me tell you. Keeps nightmares at bay at night. <laughs> He's looking for a laugh. He's trying to be funny. Yeah, she gives a little chuckle. Well then, you mean no harm to our clan? No harm intended. Is there anything that we can help you with, Traveler? In the Stone Teeth Plains? Perhaps, actually. I am looking for an oddity. An oddity. And what kind of oddity would you be looking for? You seem to be one yourself. Ha 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 ha! Yes, quite the sharp eye you have there. And he like flexes his big spiky arm. But I'm looking for a card. Or perhaps card. someone that has been acting oddly lately. What is a card? It is a thin piece of paper like material with a picture on it one of a hag Hmm. can't say i've seen that you Uh, said somebody acting strangely perhaps yes is it a card or a person you're searching for the card could have a negative influence upon a person well you're not going to find many people out here aside from us centaurs i don't believe we use these cards have there been strange attacks lately strange attacks Of what nature? Devils, demons, those sort of foul things. The only run-ins that we have here is with giants. Giants, you say? Indeed. Are those common here? Not all over Iobaria, but near the Maw of Karth, just up the road, they're more common. I'd steer clear if I were you. Unfortunately, I must follow the path that destiny lays before me. And that destiny is at the Maw of Karth. The mob. Well, I suppose I will find out when I get there. Perhaps this maw has used a card to pick its teeth. I suppose so. You're large for your stature, but not that of a giant. You be careful out there. Why, thank you. And might I know the name of whom I'm speaking with? Name's Rory Grey Eyes. And you? Crunk. Crunk. A simple name. 
It's nice to meet you, Krunk. If you come across other centaurs, be wary. Not all of us are as kind as my crew. It seems it really was a pleasure to meet you. I wish you safety. I'm glad it was. You as well. Be careful out there. If you end up needing my assistance with anything, if you hear about this card or strange happenings, you know where to find me. She gives a, a bit of a chuckle like she's not really taking you seriously. She uh, gives a whistle and uh, all of the centaurs break their circle formation around you and start galloping off in the distance. With a smile, she gives you one more nod and then she follows behind them. I wish I had legs like that, Gingham. I could run for days. <laughs> you just hear a... <laughs> Gingham's so committed to the bit. Jack! <laughs> Jack will come out of his hiding spot. Hello! That's a lovely thing. I didn't understand anything you said, but I assume from the fact that you are both still in one piece and all the centaurs left in one piece that they were friendly. Yes, they are a clan that lives nearby. They said we must watch out for other centaurs, though, because others will not be as friendly. They also said the Ma is ahead of us. Perhaps that would be a fortuitous place to look for the cards. Anything else? They didn't. They haven't heard of this card or anything? They haven't heard of the card, nor of any strange happens. I'm sorry, Gingham, I cut you off. Do go ahead. Oh no, you were explaining. I didn't realize you spoke the elven oh, tongue. Just a little bit. No, go ahead. That was it. If they don't have it, there's no strange going-ons. I'm so glad I waited for you to argue over who could tell me that you were done talking. Well, fuck me for trying to be considerate. Ha, <laughs> won't do that again. <laughs> Shall we continue on? Ingham pats, crunk. He'll lean away. <laughs> <laughs> Down the road we continue, I guess. Oh, Jack, one more thing. Yeah. This is after he's already ducked into a hiding position. Definitely. Yes. What? Be wary of giants. Giant? That You said that's it earlier. <laughs> and now, as I was about to go off ahead on my own, now you find it relevant to mention giants. I got distracted by Gingham. Sorry. Okay. Well, the good news is giants tend to be pretty dumb and tend to miss the little things like me, so I should be able to stay out of their sights. Yes, and take their golden goose if you notice one. That's cute. I thought so. <laughs> okay, All right. do me a favor and don't shout my name loudly again unless it's an emergency. Understood. Can I whisper it long and slow? Jack is gone. He may have heard that, but he's not. <laughs> he's going to continue on. All right, you guys continue on along the road. The Stone Teeth Plains opens up into more green vegetation like where you began. So some nice wooded areas surrounding the area. Would you guys like to keep your stealths and perceptions from last time or do you want to reroll? I'll reroll. You're giving the option, shoot. Yeah, it. give it a go. Sure, I'll reroll as well. It's happening. I'm following the leader. <laughs> you got it. I'm going. Ah, oh, 39. Ooh, much Ooh. better. For what it's worth, I, I do have quiet allies. If you want to go as a group together, you could do that. It would slow you down, though, Jack. No, it's okay. I'll just, I'll go ahead. 
Jack does not want to hear Crunk whisper his name slowly and quietly or whatever he said. (laughs) (laughs) Long and slow, Jack. Long and slow, yeah. And slow. Going to be around for that. What a pity. So 28 on stealth, 32 on perception. You got it. All right. You guys continue up the road. And after, you know, maybe a good half an hour travel, you guys come upon your next notable landmark. You can see it coming up in the distance. It's quite large. A massive cyclops head looms over the ancient road, built up between two low hills. Rather than block the road's passage between the hills, the cyclops' yawning mouth forms a short tunnel through the carving so that those who travel the road are symbolically swallowed by the great one-eyed visage. Worn inscriptions encircle the carving's bulging eye. These are huge inscriptions. And Gingham, you can see these inscriptions pretty clearly, probably even before Jack does, but they're in a language that you don't understand. Jack, as you approach, they are in a language that you understand. If I get the languages backwards, let me know. This is written in Jotun. I do know Jotun. Okay. The inscription reads... I am the Ma of Karth. I speak to his strength and wisdom. I am a place sacred and terrible of magic and of power. Here begins your journey. We found the start tile on the board game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I will pause here. I assume I don't really detect any activity around here. You don't until... You hear a low grumbling just ahead in the maw. You can see there's two like shadowed visages slumped over underneath the maw. It's kind of dark underneath. And it sounds like a low rumbling groan, kind of like stone rattling on stone. It's like a deep and guttural. Then you see those two visages stand up quite off in the distance still. And they appear to be very tall figures, and they turn around and look at you. My left eye glows green as I focus in on the darkness. Can I see anything with my dark vision? You can. You can see those two figures clearly once your eye adjusts. One of them looks like this. And and why don't you go ahead and give us the description on this one? Oh, boy. First off, picture Gandalf. If Gandalf was thick and had swirlies (laughs) all over his limbs. 20 feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 foot tall Gandalf, gray skin, wearing furs and like talismans all over. He's got boots that come up to his knee. Then he's got a loincloth around his waist and then a shawl made of bear pelts. He's carrying a gigantic spear that is the only bit of metal that I really see on his bod. Looks pretty terrifying, honestly. Pretty scary. Yeah, and beside him is a similar figure that looks pretty much the exact same, except no beard and a feminine figure. Crunk, you don't see them yet. Gingham, you probably see them stand up and turn towards Jack. And uh, Jack, you see them seeing you. Are they simply observing me at this point? Are they are they grabbing weapons? What 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 is their? They did stand up with weapons in hand. Uh, they both have spears, not like pointed at you. Their expressions, as far as you can tell, look agitated, but they're just standing there. Okay, so maybe time to start talking. Jack will hold. He'll he has stashed his weapons already, so he doesn't appear to be armed. He will 
hold up his hands and speak in Jotun to them. Hey, I I didn't mean to disturb you. I'm just passing through. So sorry. I didn't realize anyone was living in here. Does it as I look around, does it look like this is like their living area or just like they were standing guard kind of thing? It's hard to tell. Let's let's go to the map here. We we've got a map for this. Okay. We got a map for that? We've got Ooh. a map for this. Let's activate it. The road here widens in the Maw of Karth, and uh this area is devoid of vegetation, a little more dead. So Gingham and Crunk, you guys are in the back, and this is this is actual size comparison here. Like they're oh, very large compared to you, Jack. My god. Very large. Okay. Very large. So you're approaching them, Crunk and Gingham, they don't seem to notice you two yet. You're still further back. Gingham will point them out, though. And what was the yes again, Jack? Well, Tori asked if it seemed like they were living there, or does it appear like they're just standing guard or something? Roll a perception. Okay. That is a 28. A 28. You can see that underneath this pass here, there's like a hill that rises up a little bit above it. And it looks like there's an entrance into this large cyclops head a little further east. But before that entrance, you do see a camp that is set up that looks like a very large camp, like a bonfire big enough for these large individuals. Okay, so perhaps they've set up camp. Yeah, Jack is just going to try and come off friendly and harmless. Okay, roll a diplomacy. Okay, charm don't fail me now. I've not been rolling well. I'm going to go ahead and hero point that. That's only a 25. Okay. I can do better than that. You can. I believe in you fully. 33. 33. That's better. A little better. And what are you speaking in? I am speaking in Jotun. Okay. They look at each other and the male figure speaks first. Not at you. Looks like he pointedly speaks to the feminine figure. Erska. What does this little wee one want with us? I don't understand what brings him to the Maw of Karth. The easiest way that I foresee would be to knock him unconscious and get on with our business. I'm not really hungry enough to eat him. What say you, sister? And then the female figure uh, looks at you and then looks back at him. I suppose, Yeska that knocking him out could be an easy way to deal with it. Excessive violence during meditation could disturb the ritual. And they're saying this in Jotun, Jack. Ritual? You guys are doing a ritual. Why is that any business of yours, wee one? Oh, it's, it's not. I just, I have some companions who are very skilled in magic and rituals and perhaps they could enhance this make it more effective as a token of our gratitude for letting us simply pass by he takes very thundering slow steps towards you jack is not going to budge it's not hard to guess the giants value strength and he feels like any sign of of like weakness would be feeding into their plan to just knock him unconscious. So he is going to try and play off like he's not afraid. He's friendly, but he is not afraid of them. Okay. Yeah, he steps right up and looms over you and looks down. And where are these companions? 
You seem to be alone, wee one. They're just a little ways down the road. And I have to tell you, one of them really does not enjoy violence. Well, I should say he does enjoy violence, but only if his friends are attacked. I don't want this day to go bad for you guys. You seem like you're in the middle of some very important business. I don't want to disrupt that. This will all go a lot easier if you just leave us alone. He looks past you and Gingham, Crunk, are either of you trying to hide or are you guys just kind of openly on the road? Andy's coming. Oh. <laughs> Gingham oh. is a doll. Crunk is approaching. Crunk <laughs> is walking up like a honey badger ready to take on a bear. Are Just your weapons dump, drawn? Dump, dump, dump. Uh, not yet. They okay. can't, they will be before I reach them though, unless Jack waves him to not. He's just like shoulders up, head down, just stomping towards them. <laughs> he looks over at you, Jack, and sees them approaching and nods. And then he's going to crouch down as low as he can so his face is as close to eye level as it can be with yours. Let me make it clear. I do enjoy violence normally, but I don't think the type of magic that you or your friends know are worthy of the ritual that we are undertaking. A bit too small, no offense. That's fair. Well, here's one last thing to consider. Hmm. There is the whole curse business. It's something that I've had my whole life. Anyone who touches me is cursed. I've been trying to shake it. You can imagine what a lonely existence it's been. I can only keep companions like that because no one else will be around me. So you really don't want that on your heads. <laughs> roll deception and roll it with fortune. Yes. Okay. I was hoping these guys would be superstitious. Okay. Just a little stitious. Just, Just a, little a little stitch. Stitious. Crunk, you can be approaching at this point now if you want. And Gingham, you're you're dolled out. Yeah. You don't okay. have to roll a stealth this time. <laughs> I rolled oh. a two and a three on my fortune roll. What Boundary. is happening? I don't Boundary. even have a hero point. I used it already. I have I've rolled so poorly today. This is really sad. I really Let's liked see. that lie too. <laughs> it was pretty good, pretty good. Hold on. So a 24 in all. Okay, 24 total. I mean, on the bright side, that's not a critical failure, just barely. So, Crunk, you're you're approaching up just about now. He looks a little nervous for a minute. He sniffs the air. And as he sniffs the air, you almost feel like you feel a gust of wind around you. And you hear, like, whispers on the wind echoing around you. It's kind of a strange sensation. And then he turns back to the feminine figure. Erska, this one does smell of witches. Do you think what he speaks is true? And then the uh, feminine figure kind of holds an ear up to the sky as those whisperings are happening. I don't think so, brother. Mother thinks he's lying. Probably just afraid of us. <laughs> is that it? Are you afraid of us, wee one? spinning tail so we don't crush your bones to dust i'm only trying to spare you from him crushing your bones to dust dust 
Crunk approaches, just slams one fist into his other palm, ready to throw down. You settle down, wee one. He's looking at Crunk now. I have a question, Chase. Huh? I'm wondering if I could maybe make a knowledge check. So they mentioned mother and then smelling witches. And Jack knows that they're in the silent hag card or, or going after the silent hag card. Mm-hmm. Is there a knowledge check I could make to know if hags ever hang out with giants? Is that an association that they might have? Yeah, you can roll me a society or a giant lore or some sort of applicable lore if you have it. Hag lore? Hag lore would not apply here. Okay, I will do society then. 31? 31, oh, all right. So nice. You do know what kind of giants these are. So let's tell you about what kind of giants these are. These are taiga giants. Taiga giants prefer a nomadic lifestyle, both to keep from depleting any one area's resources while satiating their massive appetites and to satisfy a constant wanderlust. They are deeply spiritual and frequently commune with their ancestors' spirits for guidance and knowledge. Taiga giants are the happiest when they are left alone to live out their traditional lives, and their impressive size and strength are enough to persuade all but the most dangerous foes to do so. Taiga giants subsist on migratory herds of aurochs, mammoths, and elk. They occasionally raid humanoid villages, but such cases are opportunistic rather than malicious, with a focus on stealing away livestock for food rather than the people. Nevertheless, the arrival of a group of taiga giants is a potentially devastating event to any town or village. So many communities attempt to placate the giants by creating a yearly offering at the times when they know the giants are scheduled to come close. Most taiga giants venerate their ancestors and seek to honor their works in everything they do. This deep connection makes them ferociously proud of those legacies, and little can compete taiga giants to go to war more swiftly than insulting their ancestors. Merely mentioning the false rumors that the ancient taiga spellcasters were responsible for the creation of the first rune giants is a surefire way to earn a taiga giant's unending wrath. And they stand about 20 feet tall. 10,000 pounds is the average size for one. Goodness. With that knowledge, I mean, if How you... Much? If, How much do they weigh? 10,000 10, pounds. pounds. Okay, I have to see if I can... How? What does that translate to bulk? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, man. An average... Your, your size, Crunk, you're probably like eight bulk. So there's your comparison. So yeah, I mean, the smelling and the whispering after you get that knowledge you can gather is probably them communing with their ancestors. These two seem maybe very heavily connected with their ancestors, maybe to a mystical sort. But as for witches, taiga giants don't generally travel with witches. They don't typically like witches because witches generally go against their ideals. Okay. When the giant in front of me, when the giant brother turns away back toward his sister, Jack is going to retrieve a deck of cards and Mm -hmm. just open them and have them ready in his hand then he turns back around after what his sister says they seem primed to perhaps attack or is it still kind of no right now he's just shouting at crunk to settle down (laughs) oh okay settle down over there crunk crunk's eyes cut towards jack also i don't know if uh i don't know if you understand them crunk do you speak jotun I do not speak Jotun. Uh, you, caught one, you caught one word. You caught dust, which translated to the common tongue the same way. 
That's why I shouted <laughs> dust back. Yeah. Uh, dust. And he's looking to Jack for the appropriate response here. Jack will hold out his hand like like steady toward okay. Crunk. Reluctantly, Crunk will steady then. So we, it just, it sounds like we have an accord. We just come through here. We don't disturb your ritual. We get out of your hair and allow you to get back to the very important work that you were doing. If you leave us be to meditate, you have no trifle with us. The female figure behind him cocks her head to the side. I'm curious, though, wee one. What brings you to the Maw of Karth? Such small stature has not much place here. Trust me, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have to be. We're looking for something. Maybe you've seen it. What is it you seek? It's a card. Jack will flick one between his fingers and hold it up. Kind of like this, except fancier and it probably smells more magical. Is there any specific card you throw his way or her way? Whatever I drew out. You want to draw a card, Chase? Yeah, let's draw it out. Jack is going to leave it to fate, yeah. All right, you draw the forge. Oh, all right. The suit of hammers. She catches it, which is comically tiny for her size, and she like puts it on her finger and gets it really close to her eye. I can't say that we've seen anything such as that. This seems like an odd place to be searching for it. It does, doesn't it? It really does seem odd. But alas, fate has called, and you of all people know that you can ignore those kinds of beckonings. Now, you're keeping your blood in your body longer than my brother typically warrants. I would suggest scurrying along the other way, wee one. You may pass through if you need. Great. All right. We will get to that. And Jack will <laughs> motion crunk quickly, like an airline attendant, or something, mm-hmm. like, right this way. Here we go. Crunk is doing like a sideways crab walk so he can keep his eyes on the two as we walk away, eventually fully walking backwards to keep his eye on these giants. Oh, could I, just for funsies, in case it Mm -hmm. becomes relevant, could I have analyzed the idiolect of that giant in that time? I guess it says if I interact with someone for at least 10 minutes. That probably wasn't 10 minutes, was it? Uh, We can call it about 10 minutes. Okay. I want to memorize the idiolect of Yeska, the brother, I think. Uh-huh. And that's, uh, like, you can mimic his voice, correct? Yep. Awesome. <laughs> that's quite the voice to mimic. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get Can't really wait to see down there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys continue onwards? Yeah. I would like to softly nudge Gingham in Krunk's arms while we pass by and just mutter, Gingham. Take a look at that ritual up there. You know anything about that? Floppy. And see if Gingham can notice anything about their whatever, whatever limited details we can see from what they're doing. Yeah, sure. It would be a society, Gingham. You mean an esoteric lore? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one you really meant, I know. I'll hear a point. I have many. Okay. Many. Man, you guys are all low today. No, this will just be. I know it forges being lovely today. 
Hey, um, that's go. more like it. Okay, so it that kind of evened out the minus two from the esoteric lore, so 37. Absolutely. So this ritual, you've heard about it before. It's a ritual that's often taken here, the Ma of Karth. This is kind of like a holy site for giants of sorts. They come here to commune with their history and with their ancestors, connect with their inner magic. This ritual is significant for some types of giants that hold magic, and it can strengthen their magic. For some, it's sinister. For some, it's respectful. It kind of differs from the different types of giant societies. But as for the taiga giants, you imagine they are probably trying to dig deeper into their ancestral heritage and uh, connect with their ancestors. Maybe the ancestors before them has done this pilgrimage and they're doing the same. You know, so connecting with your old family, doesn't that sound really nice? Jack starts moving more rapidly away from the ritual site. Ugh. (laughs) No? Looks up at Krunk. Don't speak to me about family. Oh. (laughs) What a cheery laugh. Listen, Katie, we all have issues, okay? Don't bring it up. (laughs) Kingdom doesn't remember family. (laughs) So, you guys are past the Maw of Car. You still see this ancient road ahead. What are you guys doing? Do we still feel like the card pulling us elsewhere? uh, The card is still pulling you towards this path. Okay, cool. I was just making sure we didn't, like, miss them having the card. I mean, you don't know if you did or didn't. You just know that this path itself is what, like, you feel drawn to. Ah, damn it, you guys. I never got that card back. Now this deck is incomplete. Ugh. Oh, that feels bad. (laughs) Down one card. We simply must return for it. Wait, which card? It was the Forge, I think. Gingham sits up and rustles bent paper from their insides can i craft and try to draw the forge card you sure can roll it i'm rolling it good 26 that was a five on the dice It danced on the 18 it really did you know it's still pretty good for a rush job there you go definitely doesn't match the aesthetic of the deck but like it's pretty good thanks he'll tuck it into his pocket instead of the deck Maybe I can talk to Dyroll about that. I'm sure he has one of these lying around. Jack, I will simply go back and ask for the card again. I really don't think that's a good idea, Krunk. Jack, we cannot leave the destiny behind us. It needs to come with us on our path forward. That that wasn't a magical card. It was just a normal one from this normal, boring deck that I didn't even pay money for. Oh, my... Fear has been largely abated. <laughs> you, you know I only have the one card anyway. And he he brings out the rabbit prince. And it's this one. I don't have the forge. Uh, I, I don't keep track on who has which cards. Oh, hold on. What cards do you have again, Krunk? What? Cards. I know you have some too. Of course I have some cards. A couple of them. Why do you want to know? You never asked me so many questions before, Gingham. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I would have to get my pack out, find the cards, tell you which ones they are. It's a big fuss, really. Do you really need to know right now? No. I was just wondering. 
See, because like right. my note right here reaches inside of self Stop. again. Stop. That's really strange whenever I see you put your hand inside of your body. I'm sorry. All right, let's continue onwards. Halfway through the conversation, Kronk had recalled that he has the press dwarf and does not want to have this conversation. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he hates Gingham so much for embarrassing him in front of Jack intentionally. And Gingham's just like... <laughs> He hates him so much. He hates his scary this little girl around all the time. At some point during the conversation, Jack slipped off back up ahead. Uh-oh. Oh, there he is. All right. So same formations as before? It seems to be working. So Awesome. Keeping your same rolls as last time or re-rolling? I'm re-rolling oh, that shit. I'm I'm keeping that 39. That roll of perception this time? For sure. You know, it may have been beneficial to you, Jack, that you didn't succeed yourself last time. That's, I mean, it's lucky I knew the language and am good at talking, so. Yeah. I have a backup plan to my stealth. <laughs> right, 32. Woo! I'm invisible Ooh. with a 39. Nice. No one is going right. to see me ever again. I'll go ahead and keep, can I keep my same perception or do you want me to reroll that too since I rerolled the stealth? You're, you're go. You can choose what you want to do. I'll keep it. It was a 32. Yep. I got him here. Sweet. You guys continue along this path for probably about a good hour. The road is pretty bumpy. It's not super comfortable. You go through bits of hilled plains. You go through bits of wood, bits of forest. And eventually, about an hour later, Jack, with your perception, you're on a very steep uphill bit on this curve right here. Like, it's it's kind of uncomfortable. The whole path from, like, here to here has just been very steep on this beaten down, not so great of a road. Everybody needs to make me a fortitude save or an athletics. Um, ooh. do I? Nope, because you're on crunk. Yes. Ugh. I'm a master in athletics. I'm going to do that. Sweet. Is 31 enough? 31 is enough. I'm going to do a fortitude save. I'm a little better at that than athletics. Sounds good. <laughs> we both rolled 10s and I got a 29. Oh. All right. Jack, you are going to become fatigued. Dang it. Wheezing in a shadow somewhere. Yeah, you can see him wheezing his way to the top of this uh, path as you're like uh, at the bottom of it there. You get to the top of that hill. And off in the distance, a hillside catches your eye that looks kind of odd. A steep, bare hillside that at first seems to invite odd patterns of erosion reveals itself upon closer observation to have been carved to resemble a long, narrow face. Two small, shallow caves look out over the ancient road partway up the carved hillside, resembling nothing so much as empty eye sockets above a narrow spur of rock that evokes imagery of an almost beak-like nose. What appears to be a third cave sits near the ground, yet this stalactite and stalagmite-adorned opening seems to have been blocked from within by an immense round boulder carved in to resemble an eye. So, there are two little caves in the center of that cave that look like eyes, and then a beak-like nose, and then the cave at the bottom appears to be a mouth with an eye-shaped boulder. Very welcoming vibes I'm getting from this. Yeah, and it's quite a bit off in the distance, but from uh, you don't even know if you would have recognized the resemblance if you didn't have the height advantage to get a look at it. 
I'm about a mile away from it? Yep. Okay. I'll go ahead and get a little closer in this formation. Maybe when we're like, I don't know, half a mile away. I'm going to see if I can see anything more while I'm being so stealthy. Okay, you got it. So as you head closer towards it and Gingham and Kronk, you guys get towards the top of the hill. You notice the same thing. You also notice the shape of the face and the eyes and, and all of that. And you see Jack heading down the path towards this uh, formation. Anything else you guys want to do before you arrive? Does the tug in our hearts and souls resonate with this cavern? Not any more than it has with this road so far. Hmm. Okay. The tug hmm. seems to specifically be towards this path. Interesting. This definitely reminds me of the card art, though, right? Would that be fair to say? It does look like it could maybe be slightly hag-like with its beak-like nose and its long chin. And its empty eye sockets, right? True. And even the stalactites and stalagmites look like they could maybe look kind of like teeth. Teethers. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's her profile. Yeah. All cool. Right. What are you guys doing as you approach? Crying. Oh. <laughs> Likely. <laughs> Crunk is explaining to Gingham why they're so absolutely lucky that they don't have to be making this climb. It's a lot of work. I, I don't think that you fully understand or could possibly appreciate the effort that goes into carrying someone up such a long and steep distance. Just thought, for, you know, if, if you had, can you make muscles? Are you capable of doing something so arduous? That's a really good question. I appreciate you carrying me with my stature of under a foot. Uh, I don't know if I could rightly make it up the hill without taking several looks back hours. I see. So this was necessary then. Uh. I, you were very strong though. Didn't even break a sweat. No, uh, no. It just feels like you're saying I'm a good boy and it just feels odd. All right. What's Jack looking at? <laughs> Jack wants to stealth up right up to this cavern, I suppose. Okay, excellent. So there's an eye cavern on the ground. Yeah. There's an eye cavern up on like the top of the hill, which is the one you can see right here from the map. Mm -hmm. and there's, an, there's a cavern in the mouth. Which one? Oh, I thought the cavern about? in the mouth was blocked because it was so like a boulder. There is like an open cavern with stalactites and stalagmites you can see. I and could then, maybe squeeze through. You could easily squeeze through, but oh. deeper mm -hmm. in the cavern, it looks like it maybe would go in deeper, but there's a large boulder blocking an entrance that should be. I like understand. Okay. How high up are the eye socket caves? It looks like a five minute hike up. Oh, the, wow, one of them big. is on the ground, the other one is up top. Oh, so it's like it's like it's laying oh, on it its side. Oh, it is a profile. I understand. Yeah, it's laying okay. on its side. One eye's on the ground. One eye's up here, and then there's the mouth on the ground. Okay, it's like the hag is sleeping on her side. Right. Got it. I now understand. Okay. Did me laying my head like this help? Did that um, was that helpful? It didn't Oops. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess I will first approach the whatever's closest. I'll first approach the. The mouth is closest. Mouth. Okay. And I want to remind you, Chase, I have foil senses. 
So oh, when I I'm remember. stealthing, okay, for those listening and watching, foil senses means that when I'm stealthing, I am assumed to be taking other precautions to hide my scent and noises and things like that from other ways of detecting me. All right. Uh, yeah, go to roll me a perception, Jack. And okay. Ging and Frank, are you guys coming up behind Jack as well? Yeah. You guys can roll perception. Uh, unless Jack told us to, like, wait behind if something was happening. Well, I imagine I got here first, at least. Jack hasn't told you guys anything. You just see that he's continuing ahead and kind of, you know, okay. peeking around the cave and stuff. So you can do whatever you want. And he'd likely try and catch up. 30 flat, right on right on the money. 30 right on the money. All right, so when you get into this mouth, you can see that there are stalactites and stalagmites. And you notice that it looks like on... The two lowest stalactites, they're kind of extra sharp, and it looks like there are stains of old dried blood on those. Love that. Notably, above the eye boulder, there is an engraving that is written in Aklo, which I believe both Gingham and Jack understand. Look at us knowing weird languages. Yeah. So in Aklo, it is written, the grandmother opens her eyes for two touched by the coven share the drink of life and feed a collateral soul this sounds an awful lot like jack and gingham are about to sacrifice crunk i was about to joke jack turns to gingham says okay cool i think the directions are clear let's go (laughs) you and i touched uh crunk we know the assignment we, we will understand and follow through. Em, you're ready for a new character, right? Yeah, I'll see if I can make a build as good as Krunk. <laughs> I think Krunk would kill both of us before we were ever I, able to take absolutely. him down. Absolutely. Krunk would just take the stuffing out of Gingham and set it aside, and that would be it. <laughs> well, we have options. Gingham will whisper this to Krunk so that Krunk knows what was engraved. Well, what do you think that means? I think it means not good stuff. Wow. <laughs> Chase, could I make a Haglor check now? Yeah. To further can. interpret this riddle? Mm-hmm. I think I the wanna... gist of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I want to know like what the drink of life is and like touched by the coven, etc. Can I do an esoteric? Well. Jack does that. You sure can. Can I roll a normal knowledge like a real person? You can you can roll occultism, Krunk. I'm so sad. 18 Haglor, not really sure. What about 21 occultism? occultism. You're also not sure, Krunk. Damn it. It's up to you, Gingham. 28. Is it Yeah, you're not sure, aside from exactly what it says. I could I could hero point it. I have one. Are you more. gonna? I'm gonna. Okay. Doing a hero point? Yeah. Go ahead and see if you get a crit success. I would love to see that happen. Nope, no crit success, but a success indeed. So it seems like some sort of riddle or instructions, obviously, right? And although you don't know exactly what it's gonna do or how it works, you can interpret some of the pieces of it. 
two touched by the coven means that this is probably going to require two people that are favored by hags, hags themselves, blessed by hags, cursed by hags. So two people of that sort are going to have to activate it. You know that the drink of life is likely referring to blood. And you can probably see the dried blood on there. There are some minerals and special types of stone that you've seen used in coven ritual or had coven rituals before that is conductive, magically conductive to blood. So those are likely some sort of activation pedestals where you can give the blood. And something you would note with your lore is that a collateral soul, normally when hags talk about rituals like this, it is quite literal. So it's probably not necessarily a sacrifice, but literally what it says, collateral for something. Ingham thinks for a minute. Well, it's too bad we only know that Jack was touched by hags, right? We need a second one. And then we need the collateral. It all just seems very messy. We only know one hag-touched person. Hey, you, right? Jack and Crunk have the slow turn <laughs> toward each other. You wanna you wanna tell him? I, what? I'm not really gingham how do you not realize that you're connected to you remember hags that's the only thing you remember right i've i've read about um pulls out a tattered tome no 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 jack shoves the book down listen to me from the before time you know how you don't remember like anything except us i guess being there oh i that you saved me yeah what do you think we saved you from? Think really hard, Gingham. Danger. Uh, that's true. Of what variety? Jack will motion around to the cavern that they're standing in. Stone giants. You are smarter than this, Gingham. Oh. We wanted to think so, at least. <gasps> oh, hacks. There it is. There it is. Why would us three be here, be drawn to this path, this destiny, if there was only one of us touched by hags? Right? I suppose that makes sense. And a third person. Low look over to Crunk. That would be I, I do believe. I I question the wisety of us going about throwing a soul around, though. You have a better idea? Maybe not your soul. There were those giants back there. Why don't we take one of their souls instead? You want to hike however long it took back down that hill, pick up a giant, carry them back up this fucking hill, and then sacrifice them, all without somehow losing blood ourselves. Tell me, Gingham, how will that work? How will you carry them if you cannot walk yourself up? Well, we wouldn't carry the giant because it's very tall. Oh, yeah, we would just convince them to come and sacrifice themselves. That's easier. You're right. I mean, it's superstition. It just While lied to it, them. Why don't we just have them carry carry us up the hill? Everyone I would wins. love a ride. Listen, before we get too far down this metaphorical path, why don't we at least look and see what we're even trying to open here? These eyes. Okay. I, I would like to wander over to the eye cavern on the ground. Excellent. 
Roll, roll me a perception. <laughs> Rolling so bad. Sweet. Why? It's a yes. 22. Okay, so you get over to the eye cavern on the ground, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cavern on okay. the ground. It looks like it is just a dead end cavern, kind of like the mouth, but there is clearly some sort of indentation of, of an entryway, though it looks solid, like not a full boulder blocking it, but like a door that's not openable. Like if you give it a push, it doesn't budge. And it's pretty shallow. Like it's like pretty clear. Okay. These are, yeah. we wouldn't like be able to There's really... an outline of an entryway of like a door. Uh, it's it. indented in it, but could I try? Seems difficult to win. Yeah, you want to athletics check it? Yeah, I do. 33. 33 is your athletics. Yeah. All right. So with the 33, like you're you feel like this pushes inwards, right? Uh-huh. So you shove this and it does start to budge and it crunches inwards. When it does, there's a quick little green shimmer across the door. And I need you to make me a fortitude save. Is this a fort save or die? Not necessarily. (laughs) What if I rolled a 23 because I rolled a 3? Wait, if you roll a 23... I rolled a 3 for a total of 23. Okay, 23 is not quite a critical fail. So that's good. Here, you're going to take this much damage. Is it something where I should do a hero point? I do have one hero point left. I'll let you see the damage you can decide. Okay. Oh, so nice of you. All right, oh, you're going to take 60 damage. 60 damage. What kind of damage? That like, does it, what kind of damage does it look like? This is untyped damage. It looks like it's starting to melt your hands away, though. Oh, my. It, like, oh. pulses through your body. Your skin starts to sizzle. I'm just going to take the damage. Okay. And it's not all the way in. You feel like you could probably shove it in more if you wanted to. <gasps> And like, maybe I would get it? Potentially, yeah. Oh, he's gonna try. For what it's worth, Jack is gonna, Krunk, Krunk, you don't have to do this as he's backing up with Gingham. (laughs) There is just like a roar from the pit of Krunk's stomach as he just throws himself into this task. Do another fort save. Yes, please. Oh, another three. Same thing. Alright, you take 65 damage this time. Oh my gosh. And it feels like it's pushed all the way back now, and it feels like it needs one more slide to the left. Let's go. That's it. Slide to the left. You're gonna go for it? I'm gonna go for it, Chase. There's a little bit of GM mercy here, because I feel like Krunk would know this. This is on his spell list. You're being hit by disintegrates, and you feel like if you take another one, you're probably gonna just die. disintegrate if i let go though chase uh-huh yeah will it fall back into the same spot you don't know you'd have to let go and try can i get a heal in between this if somebody's I got a heal and if they're there i to got do lay it? on hands i could just like two action bam bam and then push again i have a fourth and six level heal too if you want to can i just like brace like my big arm with my little arm just lay hands on myself yeah, roll an athletics to keep it held. 37? Oh, yeah. So when you kind of give up a little bit, it feels like it is going to push back into place. But okay. with a 37, you're able I to hold it with one stop! arm. I can't stop! Two actions. Gingham, if you're right there and want to heal Krunk, you can heal Krunk. 
That gives me a plus 70. And I'm going to go for it again. A plus 70? What now? Two lay of hands gives me 35 healing oh. each. So for I thought you meant going to give healing. you a plus 70 to athletics. Plus I was like, excuse me? <laughs> you cannot Why fail. did I start with that? <laughs> and I'm going to go again. Okay. Fort save. Oh my god. Oh no. Is that a critical fail? That one is a critical okay, fail. Okay, spending my hero point. Let's go. Okay, here's the risk. Now let's take a reminder here. You have to be able to spend a hero point to cheat death. I mean, do you wanna you wanna re-roll and risk it? Well, here's the thing. If I don't re-roll, I'm gonna take double damage, and I don't think I can survive that. If you use the hero point and your higher one is this one, you'll just take so, normal damage. And I'll yeah. survive because we know yeah. a 24 is high enough. I think it's safer to use it now. Okay. Good to it. A 30. Okay. Not a critical success, but they're not a critical fail, but a uh, failure nonetheless. Okay. 57 damage. Take the damage. And then I have to roll my athletic to see if it actually moves. Nope. You get it open. Okay. You slide Woo! it to the left. And inside, after all of your hard work and effort, you see a small, empty room. I did it, Jack! <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> I'm just well, going to sit down and take yeah, a Why don't you just come? Um, can I... I'm just going to... Oh, Was I'm that a fine. scroll? I'm no. fine, I'm fine, I'm you're, fine, I'm fine. You're not... Just save that for another time. Uh, your skin is melting, Crook. I'm, I'm just going to drink a quick little it, potion. It smells really awful. <laughs> Oh, I'm my apologies, this. Jack. I didn't mean to offend your delicate sensibilities. I, I'm I'm using this. You don't right have now. to apologize. I just just fix that up, King. There you go. Oh, I there you go. Sixty four health for you. It's a bright orange light. Great, you're healed for one whole disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll be fine. Oh, I'm a little worried about it. Maybe let's just see what all this trouble was about. I'm just going to sit back here and refocus while you take a look about. Yep, you do that. Jack is going to step into the room and see if he can notice anything since he is touched by the coven, supposedly. Yeah. Go, come to. Go ahead and roll perceptions. 31 for Jack. 31 for Jack. All right, so you're going to notice something immediately, which is that Gingham's little poppet hands that look like some sort of doll or something fake. When Gingham walks into this room, Gingham's hands turn human and feminine-like. Oh, does Gingham notice this? <laughs> yeah, yes, she, oh, okay. well, I don't know. Roll Gingham, your perception, Gingham. Perce 36. Yes, Gingham definitely notices. Oh. oh. This room feels palpably powerful, though you don't see anything in here. Crunk, are you inside the room? I'm trying to decide if Crunk would go in or stay out. Probably go in. If Crunk makes a move to come in, Jack might actually tell Crunk to, to just stay out for a moment. Well, if you think that would be best, I will continue my I don't really know what... I feel a lot of magic in here, and we're touched by the coven. I just don't... I don't know what's going to happen to a non-touched by the coven and we just saw you stand through like 40 disintegrates so yeah. I'd rather not risk it, you know? That seems fair to me, honestly. But I... can you see this? 
Kingham, show show crunk your hands. He's cracking me up doing the Kingham hands in the background. <laughs> look. Do they look any different to crunk? They look human to crunk too. Chase, can I do a perception, please? Sure. In fact, you don't see anything else that they don't. You just see Gingham with Chase, human hands. Chase, Chase, oh, Chase, oh Chase, yes, Chase, yes, Chase. yes. I want to see if I recognize the color of skin. If it, as Ooh. opposed to Jack's mother or the, the moon hags? person that we say oh, or the, or or the moon hags. The color of skin, as you recall. But I rolled a five, so maybe I don't know. As you recall, remember. the color of skin on Jack's mother and the woman at the lake were actually pretty similar. The difference was that Jack's mother was an elderly woman and the other woman at the lake had younger hands. These don't look elderly. Can't be sure if it's the same person's hands, though. And it's only Gingham's hands, right? Yep, only Gingham's hands. Everything else looks normal Gingham. Quite strange. I don't know if I trust that. Can I do a knowledge? Yep, you can do an esoteric lore, probably. Or I guess this would be an occultism. Can I try hag lore? Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to keep trying that until it works. Be useful. No. <laughs> That's a critical failure. That one for Jack. You're so unnerved. You have no idea what's happening. Uh, 32. The hands do remind you slightly maybe of a younger version of your mother's, though, Jack. It's a little unsettling. 32. You're, you're not entirely sure what's happening, though you imagine that this is confirmation that whatever sort of hex or blessing or ritual or whatever is at play on this uh little mountain you this is proof that you are touched by the coven as it says in the riddle and you're probably an applicable candidate for this oh confirmation wonder whose hands these are i don't know if i want to know that that looks creepy as hell right crunk i mean you're seeing this that that's mm. Okay. But is that really quite different than the way we normally feel? Poor Gingham. <laughs> like, they're just really fucking weird, guys. <laughs> so, Gingham, if this means mm -hmm. that you are, in fact, a candidate or touched by the coven or whatever, I'm mm -hmm. thinking two eyes, right? Does that, do you think one of us in each one, you know what I mean? Like, two eyes, two people... Probably drinking blood and we need the soul. Yeah, Crunk, I'm not feeling great about your chances of shoving the second door open. No offense, it was really impressive, but you did almost die and... I could I... be tougher this time. Uh... I think I could be stronger. I think if I drank a potion, I'd be just fine. I don't know, it seems risky. Seems dangerous, I agree. But... <clears throat> Why else do I exist but to be big and move large things? Uh, I don't know. Friendship, being a nice person, doing more than just pushing things around like a brute. I'm going to go approach the other door. Well, it's like, it's all the way up there, so let's at least go together. All right, fine. Let's just go. Also, Gingham, with this ritual thing... Mm -hmm. Do we have to, whose blood, the, the, the souls, the collateral's blood? What blood are we drinking? Well, it just says drink of life, so I got to imagine it's just blood in general, which looks at hands. Hmm, 
pulls out axe. Oh, uh, let's just hold on there for a second. I was just gonna nick it, see if I bleed. Do games hands stay like people hands when we leave the room? Yeah, Are that's you nicking the question. your hand before or after you leave the room? It in the I haven't left the room. In the room, yeah, I'll just nick the finger. Yeah, you bleed red. Mm. You bleed red blood. And then are you leaving the room? Yeah. Yeah, when you step out of the room, your hands turn back to poppity hands, and there's a little bit of fluff where the blood was. Oh. What if I gathered blood in the room and then brought it out? What do you suppose that will achieve? There would be blood. We also have blood, the two of us. Just normally on a on a regular basis. That won't then turn to fluff in our tummies. Crank, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you want to try pushing open this other door? I'm worried. I think it'll be great. I don't. What we wanna just you just wanna drink my blood? Is that what I'm hearing, Jack? You'd rather drink my blood than no, have I'm, me move I the can door? drink my own blood. We can find other blood and the thing said collateral. It didn't say we're sacrificing your soul if we Did you guys wanna whatever. hear the riddle again? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I did write it down. Share the drink of life and feed oh, we have to feed the collateral soul the blood. Maybe? Share the drink of life and feed a collateral soul. I don't know what feeding means. Bear the drink of life and feed a collateral soul. So I think it's you and me have to drink the blood and feed the ritual the collateral soul. Maybe Krunk has to stay in the mouth because that's like like feeding. feeding. Like, and uh-huh. then you and I have to go in the eyes. And then, yes, blood needs to be involved somehow. Share the drink of oh, share the drink of life. Share it with the with the mother, with the grandmother. That's why I'm there's blood the on the tea. Tall drink. <laughs> Frank is the tall drink. Uh huh. It sounds like it could maybe be any blood. Share the drink of life. Blood on the teeth. Feed a collateral soul. Crunk goes in the mouth. Chase, can I look around for wildlife? For wildlife? Yeah. Survival. Cool. We're going to feed a bird into the mouth and leave it there to die. Untrained improvisation. Here we go. Yeah, that's about right. 16. Our roles have been absolutely fucking garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Rash. They've been really bad tonight. I mean, you hear birds chirping way off in the distance, but you don't see anything nearby to grab. Mm, I've stalked an animal, but there's none here. Listen, Crunk, if you feel like you can survive 40 disintegrates like you just did, maybe we just patch you up, we leave you in the mouth as collateral, we put the blood on the teeth, and then Gingham and I go to the eyeballs. I think that's what the ritual is asking for, and it's collateral, which means that we can get it back. All right, if that is what you think, Jack, you know that I'm always willing to follow one of your genius plans. I just love that Crunk always talks like Jack and Crunk like they've been friends for years. <laughs> I've known him like two weeks. Like... Yeah. Listen, Crunk, this has been my whole life. I feel like this is the answer. And I will trust you, Jack. Let me be your sacrifice. Collateral. Okay, that's different. That's different so, from sacrifice. Bad. We shall find out, won't we? 
He's still muttering about how it's different as he walks over toward the teeth. Chase, did I have 10 minutes to refocus? Sure. Thank you. Gingham was playing with their hands and making themselves bleed for a while. Okay, I have one focus point. What's your health at? Are you, how are you? What, 45 out of 53. That's not your health. That's, yeah, that is Sorry, not your health. 145 one. out okay. of 153. <laughs> like, we're in trouble if you only have 53 health. Okay, I feel good. I feel like we're, Tori mm-hmm. feels like we're interpreting this correctly. M obviously doesn't. Katie, where are concerned. you landing on this? I'm, I'm in the middle right now. Okay, I good. think that like, I don't know, Crunk might head off to EBDB at this point. (laughs) Okay, first step, share the drink of life, right? Share blood. Chase, stop it. Stop laughing. Chase has facial expressions and it's fucking me up, dude. Yeah, Chase needs to meet us. Yeah, go away, Chase. Just (laughs) let us, let us struggle, okay? Let us struggle in peace. Katie, what do you want to do? Hold on. I think we both have to blood touch the tooth. Okay. We can blood touch the tooth before we go then. Cool. We completely 100% changed the plan. What's no, happening uh, now? Crunk is staying yeah. in the mouth. Gingham and okay. I will mm-hmm. blood touch the tooth and then go to the eyes. So I'm not sharing my blood anymore. You're not sharing your blood, but you're staying in the mouth. Okay. <laughs> We're feeding Get you. out of context quote. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you stay in that mouth. <laughs> go to different eyes okay gingham go to the lower one because you can't climb jack will go to the higher one because he has yeah. a functional body after we blood touch the tooth right yeah okay that's the plan chase okay it's so like there's left there's left tooth right tooth who's touching which tooth there's two it's, sharp teeth can we tell by the little vein the, of mineral the one yeah the vein of mineral that you followed gingham looks like it leads to the left tooth okay mine i'll go right that stands grumpily inside of the maw <laughs> all right so you guys are touching the the sharp stones With yeah oh explain it i'll nick my pinky because that seems like the most useless of fingers i like it i'm gonna do the no-no on the palm because it'll oh, just turn to stuffing. Okay. And you guys go like simultaneously pinky and palm? One. I guess. Cool. Two. Two. Yeah. Three. As soon as you touch, it hurts. It's like a prick. Like it almost feels like it jumped out to get you a little bit. And you can feel like blood getting sucked out. Like as if it was through a proboscis. And the blood runs down the sharp little tooth. And it goes down that tiny vein of mineral and starts flowing around the cave. And it looks like if you lift your pinky up, it looks like your blood that was extracted stretches a very long ways. You may feel a little bit woozy after it happens. You guys are both going to be drained one. Oh, good. Mm. I'm just racking up the debuffs at this point. You're tired. I'm you tired. No I'm blood. <laughs> Everybody loves being drained. Uh-huh. Oh, right. that and hurt. after that happens, from higher up on the hill, you hear a grinding thud from right behind you guys, because you're all standing in the maw right now, right? That's where the sharp teeth are at. Mm-hmm. That boulder shaped like an eye just drops into a big hole in the ground. And there's a very wide cavern that opens up Ooh, in the Grandmother mouth. opened her eye. So is that where we feed? 
I think that that's where I'm probably supposed to go. Yeah, it's in the mouth. Well, here I go then. And Kronk's just going to 180 and walk into that space. Jack will nod to Gingham and start heading up the hill. In the mouth, Crunk, there's a very wide open cavern. Light is shining in from outside. There's very clearly a square pressure plate in the middle of the cavern. Oh, man. Crunk's going to wait a second to give Jack time to get up to the eye. Can I do a perception to make sure, like, I'm not going to get, like, suddenly shanked if I step on this pressure plate? Sure. What about a 32? Doesn't look like there's any traps around that are going to get you. With a reluctant sigh, Krunk will step upon the pressure plate. When you step on the pressure plate, that boulder launches back up and everything goes dark. Do you have dark vision, Krunk? I have low light and dark. Okay, cool. Everything goes black and white as your dark vision kicks in. You can see that that boulder blocked the entryway to the mouth again, and you're just in an empty cavern. Gingham, you go around to the eye on the bottom level. I do. Looks the same as you left it. Step it inside. Yeah. When you step inside, the door crunches back into place and slams shut behind you. Jack, you're climbing up to the top. Yeah. Going inside. It looks the same as the uh, cave on the bottom. Just looks like an empty room, but feels palpably powerful. Yep. I'll walk inside. His green eye glowing as the as it adjusts to the darkness. Excellent. Shuts behind you. Your dark vision kicks in. Now that all three of you are in place, light gone from door shut behind you, a sickly green light fills the cavern of you, Gingham, and you, Jack. In front of you apparates what appears to be a spirit of the same figure that you've seen on the silent hag card. It's that same terrifying visage with the very sharp teeth and the empty eyes and the long, wiry white hair that just appears to be grinning at you. You feel like it's peering into your soul. Gingham, Jack, how do you respond? Hello? I'm touched by the coven. You seek a grand gift from the coven mother. Jack, you didn't say anything yet. But it recites the same thing to both of you. Even though you can't see each other, it is speaking in sync. with Jack's response was drawing his dagger outcast, the one that his mother (laughs) gave him. Nice. Will we seek a card? Yes, a powerful card. A grand gift indeed. Okay, so hand it over. We did the puzzle. We fed the soul, all that stuff. Where is it? Don't be a greedy boy. Mother does Uh not give to sons and daughters who do not behave. So, what will you give the coven mother in return for such a gift? You may want to decide quickly if you want your collateral to be intact. Gingham and uh, Jack, you both feel a rumble. And Crunk, your cave is just you standing on this pressure plate. Everything just has been pretty boring, but all of a sudden there's a small tremor in your chamber and then everything feels dizzy. It's like you feel off balance and it feels like the whole room spins and turns upside down and everything just gets very disorienting. The best way I can describe it is it feels like if you were getting tossed around in a washing machine or a dryer. You feel like you're tumbling around in circles. You can feel your feet. They're still standing firmly on the pressure plate, but your entire 
orientation of the room just starts spinning. And it feels like through this spinning, you can see like the room is turning into a spherical shape and slowly getting smaller. Awesome. <laughs> Gingham lays down three things. Owlbear claw, a jade bobble, and a gallows tooth all in a row. Simple trinkets do not interest mother. Give something, something bound by blood. A promise. Give a promise. I'll give a promise if it means that Krug does not get hurt. A promise can promise safety back. Aye, and a promise you shall have. What do you offer? Mother will counteroffer, or she will accept. And Jack, as Gingham's been saying, you feel like you can faintly hear Gingham's voice echoing. So like you're cued in on the conversation. Sure, uh, and I can probably kind of fill in the blanks anyway, just based on what the hag is saying. Can I, could I make a hag lore check, Chase, to know uh -huh. what what kind of promises might be appealing? Uh-huh. Yeah, can I do same, but, you know, my bullshit? Okay, that's not a horrible roll. It's 27, but it a is a lore, so maybe the DC is lower. It is, and that is a success. Yay! Yeah. So, hags, Jack, this, this is not going to feel great, but... Hags are going to want things dark and sinister. They're going to want promises of souls, promises of sacrifices, promises to do favors for hags, something like that. They're not going to want anything simple or not typically going to want anything materialistic unless that materialistic thing is very, very powerful. Man, what would Jack promise? A soul, perhaps? A newborn? A firstborn? No children. I'm not sentencing anyone to that life. You don't know what the life will be for the child. It could be grand. Look at you, Jack. Yeah, that was no thanks to any of you. It was all thanks to us. Crunk continues tumbling. <laughs> Is there anything I can do to, like, stabilize myself or, like, my mind? What do you got in mind? Do you got any creative solutions? <laughs> Am I grabbed, immobilized, or restrained? Nope. Okay. Okay. You are okay. indeed standing. All right, that's good. I think I have my thought. Very useful in certain situations. My promise to you is I will do you one thing with no questions asked using my abilities. One thing, no questions asked. I. That is powerful. No fighting on my behalf. Your abilities, any of them. Bound by blood, remember. I still have human hands. You do still have human hands in here. Okay. I I understand the blood magic. As long as you do not hurt my friends. A favor per friend. No harming friends. This is the only catch. Strike the deal. No harming or killing. Well, of course, that is implied. One could not kill without harming, technically. Mother accepts. Strike the deal. Okay. Axe. Blood. <laughs> Good. I hope your friend does the same. And the uh, hag disappears from you, Gingham. The stare turns directly into you, Jack. Now it looks like it was split attention before. Now it's looking directly at you. Okay. I promise. Better go quick. Your friend's time is short. Crunk, the room's getting very small now. It's your large size. Your shoulders are maybe touching the ceiling now. It feels like you're going to get compressed into a tiny little ball. Crunk closes his eyes and waits. 
I promise to answer the call. Really? Your mother would be proud were she still on this mortal plane. Strike the deal. Mother accepts. All right, Jack takes a shaky breath. He'll cut his palm on this one. The second that your skin breaks in the slightest from your dagger, everything calms down. Crunk, you feel like you just caught your balance and it's like the room was never small to begin with. You're just standing on a pressure plate and with a loud thud, that boulder drops down into the ground again. And with a loud thud behind you, Gingham and Jack, those doors drop into the ground, revealing the sunlight from outside. And that spectral hag is gone. And where she was standing, there are two little coffers, one in front of each of you. What's inside? Who's opening theirs first? Yingham, it's probably got stuff in it. <laughs> I love stuff. <laughs> stuff Excellent. alert, stuff alert. Yeah. Gingham, you open yours, and inside that coffer is just a pile of squishy, stinking eyeballs. And after the stench of old blood washes over your nose for just a second, all of those eyeballs solidify into shiny gemstones that look like eyes. These are all very valuable gems, so it's worth a hefty sum of gold. There's 13 eyes, to be precise, and the 13th on the bottom is an Eye of Apprehension Talisman. We'll go over what that does off screen. What's in the Jack's coffer? Jack, when you open your coffer, inside is a very shiny, very pristine, just like the rest of them card that says the Silent Hag. <sighs> and you feel a very powerful connection to this card. Can't wait to see what this epitome does. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please share your thoughts with us in review and maybe tell a fellow geek about it. If you like what we do and want more, you can find all of our links in the show notes, including our YouTube, where we've posted all of our actual play videos. You can also show your support by purchasing dice and accessories from Fanroll Dice with the coupon code LEVEL1GEEK for 10% off. Now, go take a long rest, drink plenty of water, and we'll catch you next time. I don't know. I was just trying to make things more complicated while y'all were trying to prep. It worked. Thanks. Also, it did. I, I, I did record that, so. Oh, fuck. Jack has fancy weapons times eight. You trying to compensate for something, Jack? You trying to yes. throw a bunch yes. of runes on my, my My personal life is in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm making up for it with weaponry. I don't have real friends or family. I only have swords and daggers. And crunk. I feel like Chase is trying to tell us something. And yeah, it, it's stressing me I'm out. Just giving, I'm just giving details. Hey, no more information, you. Chase. Sorry. Oh. Input channel has been closed. <laughs> channel to God has ended. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>